computers are live, mixers up, levels are good, equalizers good, ready channels one and two. Mic is live in three, two, one, roll it. Welcome listeners to the My Practice My Business podcast, where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our clinical business of dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Welcome, podcast listeners. It's Dr. Rob with My Practice My Business again. Thanks for listening. Today's topic is going to be for it's geared towards uh, my office manager friends. And it's uh, geared towards something that uh, Tracy and I have been watching for a long time. It's be a leader, not a follower. And that's going to be our, our key that we're going to focus on. And I'm going to come back to that uh, with a wonderful teacher that I had many years ago uh, that taught me about being a leader, not a follower. We've been watching the um, uh, an office manager forum for quite some time. And we're looking at a lot of the topics that are being presented and then followed through like a question will be asked and then it'll be followed through with a bunch of different answers. And, it, and one of the things that absolutely concerns me is the answers that are being given. Oh my gosh, it's like, you know, where do these people come up with the answers that they've received? And it comes back to, again, the, the philosophy that, you know, you keep uh, teaching the same thing over and over again, and pretty soon it becomes solid truth. And many of you who have been, well, all of you who have been through our training know that that, that is the case in so many areas where we dispel myths and falsehoods and and uh, quite out, you know, outright uh, deception when it comes to so many business principles in dentistry. So every time I turn around, I, I, I hear where I see some office manager and sometimes the docs, and docs, I hope you're listening to this to back up your office manager and help them out. But I see an office manager regurgitating some form of crappy nonsense that they were taught by someone who professed to know everything about being a dental office manager. But in reality, they were fed with the same crappy nonsense by some self-professed extraordinaire uh, whether that's a consultant or somebody that had been in the business for a long time or a sales sales uh, rep who didn't know a dang thing about what they were talking about when it came to many of the duties of dental office managers today. And it goes on and on and on. And for heaven's sakes, my office manager friends, be a leader, not a follower. And that's where we begin today. We're going to cover uh, we're going to cover eleven topics on this very. Uh, uh, on this podcast that I just want to, I, I just want to hit home and help, uh, help my office manager friends with many of these areas. And the first one you guys have heard me talk about, it's upgrading and value added services. Those who have been through our clinical business of dentistry team training and office manager, the professional office manager training simply know the truth about offering more expensive products and services and how to charge the patient for them. Regardless if they're fee-for-service or PPO-insured, it does not matter. And there are many CDT codes that are underutilized by the large majority of dental offices, let alone other services that they can and should be charged for. And and then the third thing about upgrading and value-added services is identifying such codes and services are, are what we do here at My Practice, My Business, to increase revenues for every dental practice we consult with. 
We guarantee that increase, even a, we guarantee a double on your monthly payment of increased revenue uh, of services, and, and or we will pay that month's uh, payment. It's on us. And that's just our guarantee. That's our thought leadership of services. So who else does that? None that I'm aware of, especially when it's, it's not some arbitrary number. It's actually CDT codes that we identify with you that you're not using and other areas where you can uh, charge patients more for the services you provide and get paid fairly for what you do. So upgrading and value-added services, office managers, when you hear those, those terms, you know, do your research. Be a leader, not a follower. Um, talk your doc into coming to our courses, and we'll nail that. The second thing, and I know this is like the first two components will be self-serving, and that's just the way it is because we're the leaders in this area, and, and nobody else is teaching and doing what we do. And that's documents from my dental docs. We heard from our, our clients, hundreds of them throughout the nation, that they spend less time on the phone with patients explaining procedures when they use documents from my dental docs to back up the treatment plans. It's just, that's just fact. It's simple. It's out there. The second component with my dental docs is increasing case acceptance by subtly connecting the why treatment is needed in the way that doesn't come across salesy. I know we had one of our docs uh, call in and, and said, uh, hey, it, it doesn't tell the why strong enough. And he was absolutely correct. It does not tell the why super strong. We use it we use it in a way that's subtle and just gently to the point because we don't want to come across salesy in our treatment presentations. We just want to give the patient just enough information that connects to the limbic system of the brain. And then so there's four personality types, and the majority of those will go out and Google everything. And that's what we want them to do. That increases their knowledge base. Oh, my gosh, I just read an article in Dental Products Report. I was going to talk about that uh, today, too. Um, they're in a future podcast and it talks about how we, as we need to educate our patients more in dental terms, because that helps them, uh, accept treatment and understand why we do what we do. Well, my dental doc says that beautifully. I feel like firing something off to dental products report that, that, uh, uh, information that was written in there. I loved it. That, that doc that wrote that was dead on. The other component is office managers that use this cloud-based software of ours fully understand the power behind the documents and how it helps their patients choose oral health care over corporate advertising. And that corporate advertising competes uh, with their discretionary funds to spend those funds in our practice. We want our patients, yours, mine, everybody's, to pay for oral health care instead of clothes and shoes and going to the sports bars or whatever it might be. We want them to, to take care of the oral health care, put it as a priority, and that's what my dental docs helps push. The third thing is patient referrals and rewarding those who refer their family and friends. Now, before you turn the podcast off, don't freak out. There's a couple things I want to talk about. There are only a couple of states who have issues with this and have actually passed laws against this. This is crazy. When this rule was put, we saw this in California uh, back in the day. We saw California put this into law, and it was because, and we dug into it, it was because the younger dentists were outsmarting the older ones when it came to marketing for patients. This rule was actually supposed to prevent specialists from paying GPs for referrals, which would prevent GPs from not sending patients to specialists who might not be uh, uh, the best person for their patients to go to, which that's kind of an oxymoron if you think about it, because 
I believe, and I could be wrong, but aren't all specialists pretty much board certified in their areas? Now, yes, I know some are better than others. I've seen it here in, in Utah, and we, there's, but all of them do a dang good job by and large. And that, at least in Utah, I don't know of a specialist that, that just doesn't try hard and do great work for, for my patients. And if they're board certified, my goodness, why, why would that law even matter? But that's a whole nother topic, uh, uh, (laughs) for another day. Um, but this rule was never intended to prevent GPs from gifting those who contribute to the growth of our practice when it first came into play. And they just pulled it over, especially in California, because the older practitioners were seeing patients leaving their practice and going to the younger doctors who had more of a flair and a savvy for marketing because they know social media better than the older guys. So isn't that interesting? Um, so we instead, <laughs> it's okay to pay dental marketing companies to drive patients uh, into our practices, but it's not okay for our referring patient base that know us best to refer patients to us. That makes total sense to me. Let's pay a marketing company to drive patients in, but not to uh, do it for our patients that are there. So look at your state's rules and regulations and try looking for the words nominal gift or certificate. But you definitely can't pay cash. You definitely cannot pay cash to your patients for referrals. That's pretty much across the board. The interesting thing is, is, is we actually uh, had to look up for some of our clients in the state of Washington, that rule. Um, we've, and it literally says uh, that you can provide your patient a gift, a nominal gift, uh, for referring, you just can't advertise. Well, that's that's what we're seeing in many of the states. State of Utah again has to be a nominal gift, and and it can't be you know something that you're punching out there all the time and promoting. Then it's frowned upon and it's looked at, at by the profession as being unprofessional conduct. But think about it. Look for opportunities, not obstacles. And and most important, even if you can't give your patients. Uh, office managers, a, a thank you for sending somebody in and send them a flower, send them a gift card to, you know, out to dinner or something like that, or movie tickets. If you can't do that, the least you should be doing, at least you just, it's so not awkward to ask your patients for referrals. Uh, your patient base loves you. They're your best people. And let me tell you how we do it. We just simply say, like, let's say some person named Lisa comes into our practice. And Lisa's a great patient. We love Lisa. How we do is, Lisa, thank you so much for coming into our practice. We really enjoy having you here. If you have any family or friends that are in need of a dentist, and we would love referrals of people that are just like you. And if they're grouchy and 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 mean people, there's other dentists in our building that are taking new patients. Send those people to them. So you can have a lot of fun with it. It doesn't have to be awkward and it doesn't have to, you know, sound weird coming out. I'd say that all the time to my patients. And boy, I'll tell you, we get all of our new patients, all of our new patients from either Google, our best referring source, or, or from our existing patient base. And that's actually our best referring source there. Okay. Um, number four, EOBs. EOBs, where it states patient portion zero and patient is not responsible for the remaining balance. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing this in the forums all the time. There's another falsehood. You do not write that off. 
This is another area we go into extreme detail on in the clinical business of dentistry, professional dental office manager training, increasing practice revenue by thousands of dollars every month. Thousands of dollars every month is what we see by, by what we teach and train on here. You, sh- you should probably sign up for the training, right? We will show you how not to write those off and many other things. If you are contracted with a fee and they downcode, you do not write off the difference. I can't believe there's still so many people out there that think you should write it off. And there's so many other areas where they are bundling, bundling. Did you know that the ADA Center for Success calls bundling potentially fraudulent? Yep, that's correct. So there are all kinds of different tricks we can teach you about. No, we're just touching the tip of the iceberg there on uh, being able to help you guys out with, uh, with, with not writing things off just because the EOB states that you, it, it's just a generic language that they put in there, and you don't have to. Sometimes a patient will call the insurance company. Yeah, they'll say, yeah, you're not responsible for it. You just need to learn how to call out the insurance company, get on a three-way call, and tell them to stop lying to your patient on the three-way call with you, the insurance company, and your patient listening in at the same time. Which leads us to point five, standing your ground. Now, standing your ground has a lot to do with all kinds of different things. But one of the things that you office managers uh, make, something that makes you cringe is this scenario. Patients try to get discounted dentistry or not pay for things. How many times do they attempt to circumnavigate you, the office manager, and communicate directly with you, doc, Nothing ticks off an office manager more when they give the patient a treatment plan with the associated fee, set up financial protocols with the patient, only to find you, Doc, you've undermined their hard efforts to keep plussing the revenue of the practice because they discounted the treatment plan. You discounted the treatment plan. You gave the patient a break. And that just blows, oh, that, that, that's a mixed message in any business, especially dentistry. It damages revenues, morale, and it destroys the chain of command. What I'm saying there is the patient, if the patient is allowed to do that over and over again, then they have no respect they, towards the office manager. They, they, that authority, they lose that authority with that patient. And you'll think, oh, it's just one or two patients. Well, one or two patients can talk to one or two other patients. And it's like, yeah, you know, the neighbor, yeah, we both go to Dr. Rob and hey, if we, hey, I've learned that if you go bypass that office manager, go directly to Dr. Rob, yeah, he'll sometimes discount his work. Shoot, I'm getting to the point where if a patient ever does that, I'm going to increase it by 10% just to show him who's in control. My office manager is, okay? Insurance. Another point in standing your ground is insurance trying to push you around like they think you don't know anything. We have actually called out more insurance companies on behalf of our clients with their own rules and regulations. We, we've learned that many of the provider relations specialists don't know all that they should know, and which actually t- turns out to be in our favor when we call them out on those things. And we just got done doing that with uh, one of the major insurance players up in Washington, and we're helping out our clients up there like crazy. Did I mention... The doctor giving a discount? <laughs> okay. OMs, here's what you do. I'm, I just want to go back to that, <laughs> that point earlier. Tell your doc that you are perfectly capable of collecting what is fairly due for their work. 
And if they don't believe so, tell them instead of discounting their work to the patient that circumnavigates you, the office manager, and goes direct to the dentist, tell the, your doc, and docs, you're ready for this, your office manager is going to tell you that you'll collect, they'll collect the entire amount. And they'll just split it with you. Since you want to write off 100 bucks, let the office manager make a deal with you. Hey, I'm going to collect that 100 bucks, And I'll tell you what, I get 50 and you get 50 Because you were going to write off the whole thing anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm trying to hold a straight face while I'm saying that. Because oftentimes I get so many dentists are like, Rob, okay, shut up. Stop saying anything. I get it. Implementing everything. It, it, implementation is everything. Taking initiative, this is point six. Taking initiative one step at a time and getting team members on board. Creating a bonus structure for yourself and your coworkers. Implementation is everything and is part of team development, which hopefully you heard in an earlier pod- podcast. Point seven is stop reading those books from other dentists and consultants who haven't ever worked with insurances in their career, meaning uh, like dentists who never took a PPO plan, yet they write books on all about it. Their definitions beyond the ADA's definitions are strictly their own. They are not, they're, they're not canonized scripture. They're not canonized anything. It is their own opinion. And, and oftentimes they are inaccurate. And we pointed that out over and over. So the most important thing that you can do, OMs, Start reading your CDT code book and the uh, ADA, the one the ADA puts out. And the ADA now puts out a companion book. Study those books as part of your job. You will come across things where you'll go, oh, my gosh, we do this procedure and we don't even charge for it. Read between the lines. What are the descriptions actually saying? You know, uh, for example, therapeutic drug injection. When did it ever include the drug? Oh, wow. There's a, there's a piece of... Uh, a piece of pearl of wisdom right there, or, you know, secret sauce that we give away sometimes. Yeah, stuff like that that is just unbelievable. A lot of those codes come from medical, and having worked EMS uh, for years and years in my previous life, um, you know, we layer everything. Stop allowing insurances to bundle. It's like, yeah, but I don't want to layer everything. Well, when you do that, then you're allowing the insurance company to take advantage of you, walk all over you, and do things that cause you to lose profitability. Okay? Um, Point eight, know your laws. Stop asking the unknowing what you don't know. Research out your research out the laws yourself. Research out rules and regulations in your state. And when you're reading something, make sure it comes from a reliable source and not from someone else's opinion. That's why all of us at My Practice My Business document, record, and back up our knowledge base with simple facts, recordings, videos, documents. If there's something we don't know, we're going to tell you. We don't know the answer to that question that you're asking. And we'll do everything we can to hunt it down and find it. However, I've been a private investigator for years. And when we want to find facts and truths, we find them, regardless of how happy it makes us or how uncomfortable it might make you. So that's what we do. It's a lot of fun. Um, Number point nine, what is your primary task in the practice office manager? And that is, you've heard me say it, to make profitable income. And you need to remind your dentist you work for, yes, the income we're bringing in, uh, if it's not profitable, how can I ever get a raise? Doc, so let me help you make it profitable. 
And that's something that we teach heavily in our courses. If you don't know your direct operating cost per hour, you will not know if you're profitable on the procedures you do. So for more information on direct operating cost per hour, uh, listen to my podcast on that topic. That's what we defined and, and dove into direct operating cost per hour and why that is mission critical for every dental practice. And the last point, point 11, keep plussing your practice. And what does that mean? It's a term I learned by studying Disney University. I read, I've read every book. Uh, Tracy and I are going to courses. Every office needs to read books on Disney University. And if possible, Doc, you should attend their courses at Disney U. Uh, we highly recommend them. They are so powerful for, for uh, giving customer service and giving that just setting your practice apart from others. In conclusion, I want to share with you the power of my fifth and sixth grade teacher. It was the same teacher. She moved us. She moved with the fifth grade class up to the sixth grade class. And so those of you out there who have family members that are grade school teachers, remember, that's where all of our knowledge base comes from, is the hard work that those grade school teachers give us, and and God bless every one of them. Her name was Mrs. Perkins. And Mrs. Perkins taught me in fifth and sixth grade. It was amazing. It was a time in my life Things were tough. Things were going on at home that were tough. And she's, she would always pull me aside and say, Rob, be a leader, not a follower in everything you do. Not only did she teach us, you know, academic stuff, but she taught us how to, to be our best person. And, and she drove that statement home in, into my head so much. Be a leader, not a follower. And I asked her, Mrs. Perkins, what does that mean? And she said, lead Lead by example, lead with knowledge, lead with skills, study hard, do your best every day. A job worth doing is worth doing well. Be a leader, not a follower. Well, that's my, that's my admonition to all of you office managers out there. Listen to these points. Learn truth. Don't believe things that you hear out there. Study the CDT code book yourself. That's the book you really need. Study business. Learn, you know, just go read stuff. There's so many cool things that that we are privy to nowadays with, with Google and research that we never were privy to before. So take the time to keep plussing the practice like Disney teaches, keep increasing the, the values and the revenue, and look for ways to be profitable on the things that the doc does. And doc, delegate that responsibility with accountability to that office manager and let them do their job. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Practice, My Business podcast. You can find additional podcasts you may have missed that will help you with your dental practice at Apple iTunes Podcasts. And remember to become a subscriber to our podcast. Many of you have asked how to help support the My Practice, My Business podcast. If you have enjoyed the program and information you received today, the best way to help is to leave us a five-star review. Thanks again for allowing us to be a part of your day.